Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. How's it going, buddy? Good. Um, you know how the Avance community, we always praise the Avance community. And mm-hmm. when, when somebody needs something, all the members reach out. Yeah. So last week, uh, Nick Hale, who works with Ram Mounts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So he posted something on the Avance page about the fact that they needed uh, a Subaru Wilderness. And of course, I have one. My parents have one. Um, I think close to 30 people either tagged me in that post or messaged me or called me. Um, so I actually did get a chance to go and uh, hang out with Nick today, uh, which we will be talking about a little bit later, probably not on this episode, but maybe in a few months. Interesting process. I wasn't even aware that they were local. You know, it's funny because yeah. you go to the website now. It's like, of course they are. They're in South Park, uh, which is a little bit west of uh, like Boeing and Boeing Field there and the Museum of Flight. So oh, pretty cool. I yeah. need to go down there because I've got a bunch of stuff I need to do in the truck and this is their. This the is their. Audi. This is where they design everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Oddly enough, I need stuff for the R8. And okay. I, I know you don't think of Ram. They mounts. do have stuff there, but um, yeah, yeah well, so. you don't usually think of Ram mounts. You think of a supercar, but yeah. I, they actually is. It's very difficult to mount a phone in there because um, yeah. that's a super minimal dash, and so I need to go visit Ram mounts. God, that's cool that we have the problem Shauna has. I know, right? I can't mount my phone in my new R8. I know. <laughs> it's a tough life she's living. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, um, yes. so I'm closing down this deal on the the trailer, and one of the things I wanted um, because we're moving. This is the, the again an, a, a good example of something that went from very simple in our conversations to now like when Dan first told me he was getting a trailer it was like hey Sean and I are going to look for a trailer and he showed me a couple of used things and then the next thing I know I'm getting advertisements for like brand new builds which I hope I fully support but like this escalated what did Megan call them uh, building bucks <laughs> yeah okay yeah every yeah. every every building point or whatever it is in the car community is like a thousand bucks yeah everything's a thousand bucks so you just like how many building points is this and I'm like that engine will cost me ten thousand building bucks or, yeah, or, or ten bucks, bucks. Yeah, yeah okay ten bucks yeah, everything right. every dollar is a thousand dollars in the car world sorry I interrupted you but I found that hilariously funny yeah, yeah it escalated quickly so yes. now we went from like oh just basic trailer to no I live in the northwest I should get all aluminum no, I should get heavy-duty axles. Yes, I want better brakes. Yes, I want a taller entry. Yes, I want to slide outside because I have a really low car. It makes it easier to get in and out of. Yes, I want a nice floor in it. Can ka-ching, I? Ka-ching, yeah, yeah, ka-ching. just, just yeah. throwing down money. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I did cut back from my original because I was like, well, if aluminum, I can go with a twenty-four. I'm like, I, I don't need a twenty-four foot trailer. I, I want one, but I don't need one. For God, I want to hit you right now. <laughs> I know, I know. So anyway, I started looking at, I want to do, I'm doing, I got this enclosed trailer coming and I was looking at AC and I was talking to the guy uh, who I found through Avance, by the way, down in Bend, Oregon. So I'm going to go down in Bend and, you know, out there in the mountains and pick this thing up in a couple of weeks. And he's, and I was looking at the AC and he goes, honestly, the rooftop ACs, he's like, they don't actually work that well, even on a small enclosed trailer. He's like, they work okay, but they're really expensive for what they are and they don't put out a lot and they don't, they're not very energy efficient and it's got, it's wired for an inverter generator and all that. But, okay, we have a group chat going on with all the monkey. Didn't we solve this in about the fact of like one of the rolling air conditioners and we and just we can do that. drill a hole in the wall like redneck style? We could, <laughs> okay. but I wanted to do something <laughs> quiet and easy. And I want to use this thing for like at events for concessions and things like that. And when you do that, when you have a giant side open up, you lose a lot of that heat sure. retention and cooling and the heat and all that. So I needed A, energy efficient, B, quiet because the, the, you know, generator can stay out back, but the AC inside, like I want to be able to talk to people I gotcha. and I want to be able to record in it. So oh. he said, Hey, just get a mini split. He's like, get a 110. He's like, normally, you know, in a house, you go for the big 220, 240 mini split, the big one. He's like, but in, this is a 20 foot trailer. He goes, you can get a really tiny 110 mini split that'll run off your generator. He goes, and you'll never even hear it run. It'll cool and heat that thing faster than anything you can buy on the market. 
He goes, are you talking like a mini split, like go, like goes in a window and, mm-hmm. and slides the window down? Oh. No, no, no. They're not. That, so that's the mini split is the kind you put up on the wall, like in a shop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but gotcha. the hole gotcha. you drill is only like four inches. Well, I was, I was yeah. as big a hole. I was going to drill for the other thing. Right. <laughs> but so. it puts out, you know, twelve to eighteen thousand BTUs. Okay. And then you've got perfectly silent. He goes, you just mount the condenser in the front up on the tongue. He's like, if you don't have a giant box up there for batteries and everything else, he goes, you can just mount it there or you can mount it even up high. It doesn't really matter. He goes, they don't, vibration doesn't kill these things. Okay. He goes, and it's, it's in the end cheaper than a trailer AC unit and works 20 times better. And it's silent. So you and I have uh, mechanical degrees from YouTube. Does this mean we need to now get AC install degrees from YouTube? Well, I've already looked at the tooling from Harbor Freight. So for about 200 bucks, I can charge them myself, or I can go with like a, a pre-charged mini split from like Mr. Cool or something. Yeah, or they just plug it in. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, if you guys are looking at AC for your trailer, AC for your shop, this is also what I'm going to do in the shop because obviously we want air conditioning when we're recording, and I don't want a really loud window unit. Um, this is the solution, and he, I, I just didn't think of it. He goes, think outside the box. It's like perfect little solution, low power, silent, cheaper than me. Is ma- that a trailer joke? Think outside the box? it's not a good one if it is oh okay sorry (laughs) but but anyway my meds have worn off (laughs) yeah anyway uh good great great cartridge subaru tip of the week though if you've got a trailer if you've got an enclosed space you get a shop look at a mini split the prices keep coming down keep coming down it's a good time to buy them because yes they do do heat but most people buy them during the during the summer when it's hot so that's the deals are going on right now and you get it in washington and california and a few other places too you can get a credit on them so I go to California. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> you can get a credit on them because they're very energy efficient because they're inverter yeah. units. So you can even get money back from buying them. So. Is that so? If you drag it to different states, do we get money back? In each I'm state? hoping. Oh, okay. I'm Take this thing to Arizona. I want cool heat Absolutely. in there. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Got to keep the R8 cool. Yes. <laughs> First world problems. My R8 is warm while it sits in the trailer. So yeah, have yeah. it all the time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's our Carter tip of the week. I like uh, it. This uh, this week's guest is uh, well, we're very excited to have her on the show, and uh, we she's already been admiring the background in Nick's place. There's a great little Maserati sign back there, but I don't I don't have an Alpha sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Kara uh, Celentine, did I say your last yeah. name right? Celentine or Celentine? Yeah, Celentine, like Valentine, whatever. Okay, makes you remember it. I don't know. Celentine, it is. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm <laughs> like saltine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm from the Midwest, yeah. so I'm just not going to get mad. I'm going to apologize for how my name is spelled. If anything, you know, I'll change my name. We're the you. wrong people to do that. <laughs> uh, did you migrate from Canada? You don't need to apologize in the Midwest. You just get the Midwest, uh, the Alberta accent there or something. But welcome to the yeah, show. Thank Good you to have for you. having me. I was excited. I was excited. Now I... She has no idea who we are. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you're namingly uh, from the, the the large corporation that is Stellantis. You're with the the, the Fiat side, uh, or Alpha, excuse me, Alpha side. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yes. Should we take that out? It. It's only, we're only two minutes in. Um, <laughs> no, you are correct. So, and in fact, Stellantis is formerly known as Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. Uh, we merged... Right, Fiat, I don't know the background that you know, but for the listeners, Fiat Chrysler merged with um, Peugeot and Citroen, and then that's where um, I think that was two years ago. <sighs> the COVID years get a little gray, you know. Um. <laughs> Has, hasn't it been longer than that? Because like I've bitched about this for years about the fact that I have the same dash and 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 GPS in my Ghibli as they were having the Charger, which by the way sucks. 
So I thought it was longer than that, but I mean, maybe it was. Maybe they just it didn't merge till then. Maybe they just well, Stellantis is when the that's what she's talking. You're talking about two years ago with Stellantis. No, yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, so forgive me. It was 2020. It was the beginning of 2020. That was a big deal to us, and then the rest of the globe like shut down right because of COVID. So, uh, but no, you're right. That'll be four years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies. Uh, Well, you get. You get the exciting side. You're on the uh, the alpha yeah. side, which we all think is the cool side. We were t- we've talked about the history of the uh, the four leaf clover on the show and everything else, and just alpha being a cool brand and always has been. Um, just pushing the envelope and continuing to do so. So, how did you end up at uh, over at the alpha side, and where did you come from before that? Yeah, and I think that's great that that's your perception of the brand. I will, you know, I love to hear that, especially from car people. Uh, you know what. What is it that you actually think of the brand? Um, <laughs> um, and and we we are the cool brand. And and I guess again, just for the listeners, but here in the U.S., there are actually so there are fourteen brands underneath Stellantis. I can't I cannot name them all, um, but uh, and we don't have all of them here in the U.S. Is what I'm getting at, right? We've got Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, and then Alfa. Uh, Maserati as well, but you know, Alpha is this really unique, um, rare uh, breed of a brand here um, in the United States. So, uh, a little history about me: I actually am a Detroiter. My parents are born and raised Detroiters. Have you, either of you been to Detroit before? Yeah, I've driven through a few times. I've been there. I've probably been there for back the in motorci- motorcycle yeah. days. I've been through there. Um, for some shows and things like that but yeah i've yeah i've driven through the nice parts let's put it that way yeah i mean (laughs) and there are nice there are yeah Yeah. and that's what i and that's really what i would say is that it's certainly going through a renaissance right now um the the city of detroit um and uh like anyone out in California is trying to make it as an actor, dancer, model, or what have you. That's kind of uh, the DNA here in Detroit is that you work in automotive. So um, my dad worked for a supplier of General Motors. My grandfather worked uh, on the line for Ford. And uh, it's, I hate to say it's just typical. Um, It just, uh, it's, it's just what people do. It's just what you do out here, right? Because again, we've got the big three, Ford, GM, and then uh, um, Chrysler. So uh, essentially, I got my foot in the door working at an agency. I started working on the Ram and Jeep brands and then moved along to Mopar. Uh, more specifically, I started working on uh, service contracts and extended warranties. And it is really sexy and hot. Uh, working, <laughs> working for service. That's got to be the first time that's ever been said about extended <laughs> yeah. warranties. You don't know. I've got. That's how they should need to sell it. Hey, <laughs> you want you need to be sexy and hot because you need an extended yeah. warranty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're partnering we, with Victoria's Secret. We this know year. it's going to take you 15 <laughs> seconds to pull out of here and hit a pole with your brand new Ram charger. So uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Straight to the pole. You're right. It, it set they they set the record. Like somebody like when a demon made it like. 
300 yards before they hit a pole or something like that? Stop like, it. Like, yeah. Nice it wasn't a Corvette owner, to I, be honest. I am too. <laughs> they probably held the previous yeah, record. So, you the know, Mustang before yeah. that? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, that's undocumented, but I'm pretty sure they, they've set the record. I'm sure there's other idiots out there that have done it. So, yeah. So. Uh... Like, hold on. They drove it, like, off, like, out of... They drove it off the lot, and within, like, 300 oh yards, gosh. they drove it into a pole. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's... Unreal. Yeah. I, I worked at a motorcycle shop. I've seen people crash in the parking mm. lot. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Get on the bike. So excited. Uh, oh. <laughs> Dan and I have seen a brand new uh, Hellcat in the field in the, right outside Monterey that was less than a week old. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> on a drive. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. So extended no. warranties and uh, <laughs> no, clearly. the sexy, sexy side. Yeah. yeah. No, clearly driving into poles is more uh, interesting than extended <laughs> warranties. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, but you should get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'll say this. I learned a lot. I don't, and I apologize. I don't n- know your complete background, If I, but I imagine just hearing you chat earlier, like, you get the service side of cars just as much as you get the sales side of cars. Uh, it's very important. It's very profitable. Um, and so, and I learned a lot from the service contracts um, industry because it gave me the opportunity to work with every brand. Um, so it did get my foot in the door with Alfa Romeo and giving me an understanding of the vehicle line and, and, and whatnot. So were you, were you yeah. I'm sorry, were you writing, helping write the service contracts for the brand or, or individual dealerships? Uh, so at Solantis, we had an in-house uh, service contracts because I know it's really, it's okay. really competitive, right? Um, at the one. As well as sexy. As yes. well yeah. as sexy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, you yeah. just wait. You just wait. We're bringing sexy back with the extended warranties. <laughs> um, now my my marketing brain is now I'm thinking of Justin Timberlake like selling. On, yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on the service lane, doing oil changes. Okay. So we have an in-house service contract uh, company, and it's called Mopar Vehicle Protection, and really, uh, what makes us different is our whole mantra is that we're factory backed and that we're absolutely going to put Mopar parts or we're going to put factory backed parts into your car. If you have this service contract, um, on, uh, on your car. So again, that's kind of like, that's our slogan ultimately. So you can go with the different service contract provider, but it's a crapshoot what they're going to give you. Yeah, there's. If we talked about this briefly on the show. There's, there's other, there's decent, you know, aftermarket warranty companies out there. But it, the factory backed ones are so much easier to deal with. Mainly if you deal with your service at the dealer. And most of the time, I encourage people to buy the factory one, no matter what their brand is, because it just makes your life easier. And time is money. I don't have time to deal with this crap. If I've got an issue, I just want to drop it off and be like, just tell me what I owe you. And I'm then just, I'm seeing a banner that says, if you don't buy this, we're going to put Ford parts in your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. You your Ford Jeep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's way easier to deal with the, the factory brands and it's faster too. Yeah. It is definitely right. faster because if you got to deal with an aftermarket warranty, I've, I've had this happen before and it actually worked in my favor because I had an RX-7, which meant I used my warranty a lot. But you have to go out. It goes out to an underwriter or another company. They come back. They might even come look out the car. Then, then they'll hire a third-party person to do it in your area. 
And depending on how that person is feeling that day, you may or may not get good service. And so with the factory backed ones, it's usually you just go to the dealer and the dealer has somebody there who's kind of qualified to write that up. And then it's just a quick call or a quick email and then you're good to go. Mazda hated you, didn't they? Oh, man. As much as I hated them. <laughs> Wait, what, ha- Sorry, what we- happened with Mazda? Oh, yeah, an RX-7. An RX-7. Oh, okay, got it. And it was under that warranty. Yeah. And so, yeah, 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 warranty. Yeah, Mazda RX-7 is like, you know, just, oh, it, you know, why didn't it run today? Oh, it was probably too warm or too cold <laughs> or who knows. It fluctuated by three degrees that day and, you know, the sun shined in the wrong spot. It's having a bad se- day, Dan. You're not allowed to yeah, ask Yeah, one of those 72 yeah. vacuum lines melted. I don't know. <laughs> That's not funny. Remember, that vacuum line left me stranded in San Francisco. So, Yo. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I anyway, um, I wanted that. to go back. Anyways, go on. <laughs> no, 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 no <laughs> I, I really to... do because people don't understand that. And that was, that was a big challenge in that role is that a lot of people would say, well, I thought that's what I bought. What do you mean? I thought that I yeah. bought something factory back, at, you know? So anyways, uh, so I appreciate um, that. Yeah. If I, I tell them if they're buying used and they're not buying from dealer, like they're not buying CPO, that's when you can kind of, and you can still sometimes get a factory back mm-hmm. warranty, even if you buy uh, so that's worth knowing as well. But if you buy a used car that's um, upper in higher mileage, I would say, and I don't mean high, like, you know, 150,000, I mean like 75,000 plus, you can still get an aftermarket warranty. And there are good companies out there where maybe the factory isn't going to cover it, but you might want, you can get some peace of mind that way. So like I said, I don't want to say that aftermarket warranties are bad as a blanket savings. They're definitely not. They're just often not as easy to deal with, especially on our new car where you've had it since new. Or like if you buy out your lease and you want to extend your coverage, I went with the Ford warranty on my Raptor, and I'm glad I did. So things we, like we've that. seen good stuff. Remember, yeah. remember Lunchbox's uh, M5 that he yeah. took to BMW, and they replaced pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah, he got a brand new car practically. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was okay. gonna, I wanted to go back farther because you said you grew up in Detroit. Yeah. Um, what was growing up in Motor City like? And you know, you said you had family in the industry. Like, what was your childhood like growing up around that? Because obviously, you stuck around and stuck in the industry. And as, as a woman at the time in the industry, that's. I mean, I would I would like to say it's. Obviously, not nearly as uncommon as it used to be, but it's still uncommon. We don't meet a lot of women in the industry mm-hmm. itself. In the sales industry, yeah, in admin, admin positions, but it's nice to see more and more women in the industry. So how did you get started there, and what was your, your road like? Yeah, to- and I think I should uh, rephrase. I grew up in a suburb of Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> My parents are born and raised uh, Detroiters, um, though, and uh, <laughs> So I'll be honest, I didn't want to get into automotive. I think uh, just again, I go back to like LA where everyone is out there, you know, to get into the film industry. It was similar here that it was like, I want to create my own path. Everyone I know is in automotive, you know. Um, But I do, I have really fond memories of going to the Renaissance Center, which is General Motors um, headquarters. And you can you can walk in there. Anyone from the public can walk in there any given day. Um, and you can walk through, um, and there's just cars, brand new cars sitting there every single day. And then some heritage cars as well. So I have a lot of fond memories doing that with my uh, father. I remember going to, uh, you know, take your daughter to work day with my dad. Um, at um at GM and then a big one here which I'm sure you both have heard of is uh, Woodward Dream Cruise which is mm-hmm. um Woodward is basically like an artery uh, street it goes on for about 30 miles so when I 
talk about a street. I just want people to recognize it's essentially, uh, it's almost a freeway, if you will. Um, and, uh, what used to be just one day has really become like six days where um, people bring out their vintage vehicles. Um, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm fearful of like who's listening to the podcast because, okay, well, because <laughs> you think of like Monterey Car Week, right? It's very, it's luxury. It's premium. Um <laughs> Who who said this? We made this um, analogy before. Monterey Car Week is like Formula One, where Woodward Dream Cruise is like in indie car okay. racing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that just gives you the yeah. temperament, the feel. I'm not saying one is better than the other. It's just like the personality. Well, different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that sort of fits for, I mean, I don't want to say middle America, but it's like there. not everybody gets to go to Monterey and not everybody is going to, not everybody wants to go look at the unobtainable, which is, it's, it's cool to do once. And uh, don't get me wrong. We work Monterey and we yeah, love Monterey, absolutely. but at the same time, you know, it, it, it wears off on you. I, I'm still impressed when I see somebody who's got like, um, oh, what was it? We were in traffic the other day going to work and we saw somebody in a, uh, a B5, not, not him and I, well, I, was like, <laughs> and I. we were in, we saw a B5 Audi, um, S4 B5. Yeah. So like Brandon's era, flawless. Mm perfect car like they, like it had rolled off the showroom floor and it no mods completely bone stock b5 s4 and yep. i was like and we both just kind of dropped dropped our jaw like that's gorgeous so there's a, a huge part of us that just love seeing well taken care of cool cars that aren't ferraris lamborghinis paganis stuff like that i still get excited when i see a really clean well modified mustang well we're jaded too so yeah true yeah so. i think and yeah. I like that you said that because I think also what you'll see at Dream Cruise is that person who that was their car that they grew up with as a kid. I yeah. have my cousin is 75, 76 years old and he still has the same car that he's had since he was, you know, 20 years old. He never got rid of it. And I think that I think that is normal here, very standard mm -hmm. uh, here, you know, here in Detroit. So, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I want there's, it takes a lot of work to take care of what you love mm -hmm. for so mm -hmm. long. And, and it's another thing to just buy an expensive piece of art and they're both good. And I can appreciate yeah. both. I love seeing the Mona Lisa. I love somebody who's taken care of the same car though for 20 years. Like that says a lot about time and dedication and how much they care for something. And it's, it's cool to see both. It's worse if it's British. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you yeah. 59 Triumph in your yeah, family, so, three generations. Yeah, so, wow. so, yeah. It's worth Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. What's that story? So, uh, my grandfather bought it new for $1,000 in 1960. It's a 1959 TR3. And, I mean, I've done a full restore on it. But yeah, it's Dan's right. It's I mean, it's constant. Even when you don't drive something, and I try to drive it as much as I can, and we've talked about it 100 times on here, you it's it's up it's upkeep it's there's always something going on you know it's mm -hmm. it's the old joke where you pull up to the service station and i call it a service station yeah and you, you know you you fill the oil and check the gas kind of thing because you're losing more oil than you are <laughs> gas especially british but it's you know that's i bet yeah, the upkeep i get that like i said i i, I followed that Wood, woodward avenue a ton because i i 
there was a documentary or somebody did it basically it was on youtube where it basically it, it followed this old guy that worked at gm and he and he you know worked his whole life and he bought this car when he was younger and he would just roll it out of his garage in like two blocks and they him and his wife would sit down and park the car and put their lawn chairs and watch everybody cruise by and you know it was a, it was an event and that was you know it was like really got to see all your friends and and like you said your own your uh your cousin they kept a car for years there's no reason to sell it it's a part of the family that's like getting rid of a child I'm sure there's some people that would get oh, rid of their the children car. before they would get rid of their cars. And I get that. So, um, cause I've met their children, but um, yeah. so you sure you don't want to sell one of them? No, not to me, but uh, yeah, I get that. It's, it's a, it's a sense of Americana and it's, it's, I mean, that's iconic. Um, so I get that. Yeah. 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 And I was, you know, I spent a few months in LA this past summer and I was floored by all the vintage cars that there are, but in the same breath, I'm, I'm like, okay, you can drive your car 12 months out of the year where here in Detroit, you know, you've got three months out of the year, which in my eyes that there's something a little more special about that too, that it becomes, oh, it's a summer pool. You know, it's a summer pool that you only open three months out of the year, but damn, we love when that pool is open, you know, um, (laughs) that's Washington. It's Washington. I, I've heard other people from Detroit be like, oh, I, you know, they get to drive it you know, three months of the year. You only start it three months a year. And the guy looks and goes, I start it every day. Just because it doesn't leave the garage doesn't mean it doesn't get started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I get yeah. it. So I feel like I didn't really answer <laughs> answer your question yeah. ultimately about, you know, women in automotive. I don't think, I, I'll be honest, I don't really think it was something that I felt like I could do. Um you know, I'm 40. So you're talking, you're still talking the nineties. Yeah. Well, yes and no, but like, you know, you start fantasizing about what you want to do with your life, right. In the, in the nineties or when you're 10 or 12 years old. And, uh, I can't say automotive is initially what jumped at me. And I think for that reason is that I was surrounded by a lot of men in the industry, now, I will say I have um, a close um, cousin. Uh, maybe I should preface this. I have like, I have 26 first cousins. I come from a... Whoa. <laughs> so I'm going to use the term cousin a lot. <laughs> so we know what they do when it's cold in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Irish yeah. Catholic, baby. We're Irish Catholic. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my cousin got her start... Uh, when she was, I think she was 20, she started an internship at Fiat Chrysler and, uh, she's still there to this day. I want to say it's been, you know, 21, 22 years. And so she was someone that, and she's, you know, she's worked her ass off. She's climbed her, the ranks. And, um, she is someone who's always really inspired me, um, as well. But I had another thought, sorry, I had like such horrible ADD. Um, Welcome yeah, to the club. <laughs> squirrel. Um, <laughs> what the hell were we just? Saying? Where? <laughs> it's next line. Did she, didn't she hear me say I, my, my meds were off? Like, <laughs> talk <laughs> Wait, what the heck were we talking about? Women, automotive. Where you got an industry, where you, what made you make the jump into the industry? Like what was the. Obviously coming from somebody that didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you didn't, that you weren't feeling called to it. What was the the push that got you in here and then. Yeah. I had moved to Chicago for a bit and actually my first job out of college, 
I worked for the Jerry Springer show. And so I got, I know, right? So we could talk about that all day long too. Right. Wow. (laughs) It was wild. I want to divert the conversation, but we'll we'll do it later. Uh, So many questions. Yeah. Um, So. (laughs) Okay. I got one question. When you got the job and you went home and you were like, mom and dad, I'm going to work for Jerry Springer. What was that reaction? They yeah. were so excited. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. That can either go good or really, yeah. really good. I'm okay. From very humble <laughs> beginnings. I never had cable growing up. And so like, right. Jerry Springer was the one thing. Laverne and Shirley on like Saturday mornings and then like Jerry mm-hmm. Springer during, <laughs> during mm-hmm. the week. Um. So it was very exciting for them. Good. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. I was just, there's there certain parents that would be like, uh, we don't know yeah. you anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So obviously, you know, you, you made the decision to get into the automotive field and you have been in the automotive field and you worked yeah. your way up from doing some of the service riders. And, and did you go right from the service rider into alpha or, or what was that progression? <laughs> Pretty much. I took a hard left. But okay. I guess the, w- the reason I share you about Jerry Springer is um, I have a very creative mindset. So I'd been in large scale event planning. I'd worked for um, the company that puts on Warrior Dash, which is the mud runs and uh, Firefly Music Festival, uh, which is or was a large music festival on the East Coast. So, um, you know, my sister worked for Cirque du Soleil and the Grammys. I mean, we'd always been in entertainment. I actually, I do stand up comedy as well. I don't know. I don't know what Jacob shared, but, uh, so <laughs> not yeah. that. I'm, yeah. That's awesome. So, all of, so cr- you know, I'm, I'm right brained first and foremost. So when I moved back from Chicago to Michigan, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I have, have to get an automotive, whether you want to be in a creative role or an engineer or whatever it is, that bloodline all really led to automotive here in Michigan. And so I said, all right, let's, let's have at it. And kind of always in the back of my mind was that I wanted to create commercials, um, like advertising commercials and whatnot. And, um, ultimately always been the dream. So got my foot in the door to Stellantis and then, you know, I had interviewed for other roles. I was doing one-on-ones. I, again, I don't know what, what you know about working for an OEM, but it's kind of like, once you get your foot in the door, you're in. And it's like, now I, mm-hmm. now I got to navigate and find the right people, right? Do some one-on-ones network. Yep. And so that ultimately is, that's what I did. I met the right people. Um, a role became available for Alpha Mayo brand marketing. Um, and uh, I got uh, hired by a gentleman named Vince McConney. And um, we, in in the best way possible, we're like yin and yang. He's like a brother to me, but it's like where I fall short, he fills the gaps kind of things. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's it. I said the right things. So what kind of, yeah, I'm curious about yeah. your role. Now, what are you doing yeah. exactly? I know you're in marketing, but I mean, that that's a broad term. So what kind of stuff are you producing for uh, Yeah, Alpha? for sure. I always say brand marketing is anything you need to throw our logo on, right? So it's like, okay, if this, if, uh, uh, you know, website, we take care of dealer websites, uh, social media, 
Um, a big part of my role is events and then sponsorship. So, um, which I don't know if we're ready to talk about this, but that essentially is what then led me to working our U.S. Formula One events. So, um, as you know, Alfa Romeo has been competing in Formula One, uh, not next year, sadly. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I know there's some speculation right now where they might partner um, with some other brands. Well, you yeah, you guys have a big presence coming up in yeah. uh, Vegas, as far as I, I, I yeah, you guys are having like a big, a big thing at uh, one of the hotels there. Aria. Yeah. Aria. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is the inaugural year for Vegas F1. Um, <laughs> I went a year ago um, to start to look at, okay, what should we do? Because we knew or what we had been told is that it was going to be quite possibly one of the biggest Formula One races out of out of the 33. Um, um, I have heard that it's going to be bigger than the Super Bowl in Vegas. I don't know. I don't know if it's hype or what. I guess we'll find out. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to have a big activation at the Aria. So right by the hotel check-in, we'll have a few of our cars there, our model year 24, Julia Stelvio, our new uh, plug-in hybrid Tenale. And then we'll also have um, uh, F1 car on display as well. Um, we also have some engagement activities for our guests. Uh, I think this is really cool. This is... Um, we're bringing in a Baytalk board, which is something that the drivers use. You can Google it after the show or Google it right now, but a Baytalk board. Yep. You got it. Yeah. Yes. And uh, if you, if you've watched any uh, F1 driver, like uh, workout, it's basically a board that lights. It's, it's like whack-a-mole, but for F1. Mm. So it's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you if you were going to have the, uh, the big one here because Alpha's got, some big news coming out that we're all excited about, at least from, I, mean, I don't know if it's going to be Monterey or where we're going to see this thing. And that's the, the 33 mm. Well, actually I noticed uh supercar Blondie launched her video today with oh, that. Yeah. I did so, not yeah. see that. Huh? Yeah. Hey, what? come on. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. Yeah. I mean, got 52,000 views already oh, in eight hours. Yeah. So. No, I didn't <laughs> so. see that. Yeah. Alpha. Alpha brings back, you know, finally re-enters the market with a really <coughs> premium car. Ever since what the eight C yeah. is probably the latest, the yeah. last major Alpha hit the market. If yeah. You can find one, and then yeah, this thirty-three Sedalis, smoking yeah, hot. It's 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 gorgeous. So and then so that we actually revealed um, August thirtieth of this year, twenty twenty-three. So um, oh my gosh, the press around it was unreal. Um, it really ultimately pays homage to the 1967 Stradale. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the interesting thing is, and again, I, you know, for those of you listening that don't know, the 33, we determined to have 33 in production. So there's only going to be 33 yeah. units produced. But what's interesting is all 33 were sold prior to the reveal. So it's like it created all this press and buzz. And we had, I kid you not, just people calling, wanting to buy one. And uh, even at a million bucks. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we've had people ask about this because we've we've known people that were on the list for La Ferrari and things like that before, and and everybody goes, well, why would and, and like you said, all thirty three are spoken for. There's money down. Those people that paid for those cars have seen that car before us. Just so we're clear, like a lot of them, a lot of them. I mean, they they get sketches or something. Yes, like, not you, the actual car. They not get the, the actual car. I'm saying yeah. like you know, they get something. Like somebody was asking me that once. They're like they're like, do people really put down cars that they've never seen before? I'm like, you get something. I mean, if Alpha deems you or Ferrari deems you a, as a valued client, they're going to give you something. Well, even or, or they've just seen the original and we're like, good enough because well, yeah, the original too, is one yeah. of the most beautiful cars so. ever made. So if you get anything even close to that, mm-hmm. you're good. <laughs> so well, and do you think so? I think this is an interesting topic that. Um, because do you think that people, okay, A, what's the money to them? They have so much of it, so they don't mind spending it. And it's like, they want to be able to say that they own this car or two, are they going in with a mindset that they want to, okay, they keep it for a couple of years, but then they resell it. And so then they look at it as an opportunity to profit off of it. And I'm asking, I don't, I don't know. Well, uh then I'm going to ask you a question back. In today's day and day and age, when somebody puts the money down for that car, does Alfa Romeo require them to keep it for a certain amount of time, like a lot of car companies uh, are doing so now? I don't know the specific rules on that, and my PR guy would not be happy if I say something that is incorrect. I, I'm no, not trying to put you on the spot, I'm, but yeah, a lot you're of correct. A lot of people, the car company. I mean, it. it it really showed up with the Ford GT and the fact of like you had to jump through all these hoops to get, to get one. And a lot of people that should have gotten them didn't and you couldn't sell them and, and they sued John Cena and all this, all this junk. But I, I think the measure of somebody that buys that car to me is somebody that's going to buy it. It's going to get clear broad and then they're going to drive the absolute mm-hmm. piss out of it. That's, you know, that's cars, I, hope. I mean, I, that's my point. That's what I want. That's what I want. And I, I think out of the 33, I I hope all 33 get the wheels driven off them. I do. I but chances are some of those people that bought those are are going to have the original and it's going to sit next to the original. Awesome. Yeah. I mean it, it'll be a museum piece. They're beautiful. I mean that that car is 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 in motion while it's it's sitting still. But I I you know I that's what I love about some of these these people you you meet through the car industry is they buy these cars and they drive them. And they they're meant to be yeah. driven. I mean you guys design a car and you put it on the street. I mean it is beautiful. It is Italian art, but it is meant to be driven too. It, it it's yeah. a car at yeah. the end of the day. I mean, so. well, it, it's it's based loose. I mean, not loosely. It is based off the MC20. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to go drive one and really drive the wheels off, and I'd probably get an MC20. But I think people are. I think you're going to get both buyers. You're going to have people who, a yes, have the original. They want to match it, or b they they want to have it for a bit. And they want the status of having it. They want to show it. They want to be the collector. And then see, I mean, that same person may also be like, yeah, I want to have it for a bit and drive it and experience it. And then, yeah, I also want to make, you know, another million bucks on top of the million I already spent or even more. If you look at like Carrera GT, 918, you know, LaFerrari, P1, you know, they're, they're just everybody knows that when you get a car that limited, it's guaranteed to be a future collector for sure. Oh, I'm not saying you can't yeah. sell it. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I mean, they can be both. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, I don't think it's necessarily so black and white as you're one yeah. or the other. I think there's definitely a buyer that is both. And I, I would probably be both as well if I was in that market. I mean, obviously I'm not, but if I could, I would drive it. At that price, I'd live in it. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I would put, it's, it's, it's a nice it's a nice thing. It's the safe bet because even if you do put like me 40,000 miles on it in a year, you're still not going to lose any money on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go drive the piss off out of it and then be like, all right, I'm done. Give me more money for yeah. it. Because <laughs> sure. it'll be the only one on the yeah. market. Yeah. So. So 
I, I kind of have a mm-hmm. question for you that, that kind of pertains to your brand and, and I'm going to use Monterey mm-hmm. as an example. How do you look at Monterey and go, where are we going to be? Where are we not going to be? Cause I noticed, you know, I, uh, as far as, you know, the, you guys didn't have a presence at Concorso this year, um, which I would think that would be the, the Italian side of things. Like where, how do you look at Monterey and go, this is where we're going to be. This is what we want to do. This is where we want to do our activations. How does mm-hmm. that work? Uh, well, budget first and foremost. So, and then also there, I think it's a tricky one. And again, I'm going to like, I guess this is off the record, but it's totally on the record. Cause this is going to be, Cause this is a podcast and you're going to put it out there. Uh, sometimes my argument is that, well, Alpha's already at Italiano Concorso. They're there. There's Alpha's there. There's a whole lineup of Alpha. Tons of Alpha's there. So right. then my question becomes, yeah. why would I double or triple my presence in that, in that area? So again, I'm of the belief is that if I can find, um, a unique opportunity um, that isn't already heavily focused where Alpha has a presence, if there's an opportunity for conquest. So for instance, we actually, Alpha um, sponsored the Road to Pebble uh, rally put on the Peterson Museum. And ultimately, my outlook for that is that I knew it was the right demographic. The people that are in the rally are people that own uh, on average, four plus vehicles, um, right? They make the the household income. Um, also, I will say that uh, some, a lot of these owners are Porsche owners, and to me, it was an opportunity to say, "Hey, I I want to talk about Alpha with you. I know you've been driving a Porsche, but you know." Give me give me an opportunity because one of the things with the rally is that. Um, we actually, they, uh, the rally borrowed about six of our cars and they end up chauffeuring people around, uh, car week. So it gets people an opportunity to sit in our cars. So I think that's another piece of this too, is that I'm not a big fan of throwing my logo somewhere, but I am a big fan of getting people into our cars and letting them experiencing it. If you, if someone experiences one of our quadrifolios, they want to buy one. Yeah, it's a really nice, really mm-hmm. nice car. Really beautifully trimmed. It's got. I, I love. By the way, I love that you brought back the green um, for that car because it's you just don't. I, great color. I grew up with, and it's mm, nice cool. to see more green in the mix. But, but I mean, yeah, you've got it's it's. And we are competing what against with that the it's really BMW Mercedes, I guess. Cause Maserati. Maserati four door. I mean, that's that's internal sort of. Still a competi- competitor with the uh, the rear wheel drive. I mean, I'm just. I'm know. thinking the M3 is probably its its main M5. competitor. M5. M5 or M3. It's think. a more M3 size, isn't it? Well, we would consider like internally, we would consider Maserati more of a luxury brand, where Alfa Romeo is a premium brand, because the the retail price structure is is a bit different in that sense. So. Yeah, it's a. Good looking car too. It's, yeah, it's a gorgeous car. I always, I think it's funny because, and I don't know if that like directly answered your question. There's not one, you know, there's not one simple answer. Um, our big focus this past year again has been uh, Formula One, um, and I think I don't think I, I don't think I finished answering this, but 
Also within my role is that a big strategy behind marketing is that we work with influencers. Um, So, right, making sure that like putting our cars or giving influencers the opportunity to drive our cars. And then again, same idea is that, okay, if they like it, they say good things about our cars um, and they've got, you know, how how many impressions is that going to create? So, um, you know, that's part of it as well. Yeah, Alpha is a huge brand in Europe, but it's still a growing brand in the U.S., very much so. It's and coming it's, back. Yeah, it, it's it's coming back with a vengeance now. Um, so they're popular around Microsoft. I see them at the office all the time. Is It's one huh. of the few. It's it's nice because the, the car people there like to stand out a little bit because it's hard to do in an yeah. area like ours where all the tech nerds have, you know, there's 10 Ferraris in the parking lot. So it's nice to have something That's a little cool. different, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And to be, so to uh, give you some background, uh, Alpha has really only been in the U.S. since 2015, um, and I want to say it was yeah. LA Auto Show kind of started made it splash 2015 Auto Show, um, and so when I think of that, that's less than eight years, and to me, that's almost like you're almost a startup company still, right? Like I think. I think there's so much more opportunity to grow. I think we're still, um, you know, trying to make a splash. I also, the Alpha brand, I feel almost seems like similar to the Tiffany's brand. I equate it to that. We're like, Tiffany has this like long standing heritage and like, right, you see the blue box and you think Tiffany, but then it, it seemed to like go away there for a minute where it it wasn't a big focus. And then all of a sudden, Jay-Z and Beyonce are repping Tiffany <laughs> and uh, they've made a big yeah. splash again. So I see. And people like me, that would be, I would stay away from <laughs> Tiffany's now. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We, no, that's fine. No, no, I get, I get yeah. the iconic, the iconic. Yeah, to- yeah, yeah. Breakfast at yeah, Tiffany's. So yeah, yeah. totally. Um, the other car brand that, it makes me laugh because I'm from Detroit is like Cadillac is going this different direction now too, right? V-series. Yeah, and they're yeah. part of Formula yeah. E and they're really targeting this younger demographic and like... And they're going to be part of uh, Formula One here in a couple of years if everything gets maybe. pushed through. We'll see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. First approvals. Yep. yep. So I... and. When I think of Cadillac, I think of my uncle driving, you know, like Cadillac Mm -hmm. to church. (laughs) So it's hard for me to wrap my head around. And I don't know, I guess I'm saying all of that is because um, I see some of these similarities in these brands that, you know, Alpha, it also is like, you know, this restructuring. Um, But we are a different brand than we are in, in Europe. Go do this after the podcast, go to the, the website for Italy for Alfa Romeo and you'll notice it's all great cars. And if you go to the U S website, you'll see our vibrant colors. You'll see the blues, greens and reds and whatnot, but that's because it just, it takes on a different breed, right? Where like, uh, in Europe, it almost is competing with, um, the German brands, right? You're competing like with a a BMW that they're all silver, they're all gray. And then out here, we're kind of like the zebra of cars. We're a little more, you know, a little more exotic. We're sexy. We're Italian. Um, 
you know. Yeah, you got the styling to match and the probably the nicest interior on the market, at least the most striking, especially ever since they did even the, those carbon back seats on the Quadrifoglio, the lots of carbon. Carbon, 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 which is great. It looks beautiful inside that car, inside and out. It's a very striking vehicle. We've been a fan since we first saw them. And, of course, carbon ceramics on everything, which is cool. Um, but uh, what do you think? Um, obviously, moving into the million-dollar car spectrum is a big move for Alpha here, even just having that available. But where do you see, um, let's see, the Quadrifolio and the the, the the Julia, I should say. the Julia, Not just the Quadrifolio, but the Julia. Um, it's been around a little while now and you've got your first hybrid or yeah, it's, a, yep. you know, it's a hybrid, your first hybrid coming out. Where do you think the market's going next with alpha? Because we've had this, uh, we were just talking about in the last show where Toyota kind of handed it to everybody, which we were proud to hear them say, told you so the EV market kind of sucks right now. It might get better later, but we don't think that's where we're going to put our money. And Nick and I have agreed for a long time. We think hybrid is much more on the right path for yeah. now. Um, where do you think Alpha is going with this? So do you think they're going to convert the line into performance hybrid like they did with the MC20 and things like that from that side? Do you see that, that technology crossing over to you guys? Like, where do you think that's going for you, Alpha? Yeah, and, and that some of this, it becomes like off the record. But ultimately, the, you know, the intention is that moving forward after um, model year 25 and newer, the intent is to be electric electric only plug-in you know hybrid and then electric as well so um because everything's up for a remodel at this point the stelvia the stelvio the julia the tonali they've been yep. out for a little while now. not a long time but you know as far as a car life goes yeah. a while uh so, yeah, yeah i'm hesitant yeah i can't say much more <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm like uh, I see my little PR guy on on my shoulder. What you said? What? No problem. <laughs> Can't say that on that show. What are you driving? Uh, so I'm actually driving the Tonale, which is the plug-in hybrid um, uh, uh, electric vehicle. It's black on black on black. Because uh, I like my black cars. I love the blue on that one. Actually, that's my the blue they have on that car is gorgeous. Yeah. It's, I mean, Dan and I have talked about it, and I don't think you're in a position to answer this question because I, I, as far as do you think the electricity electric electricity of these cars in general is going to stick? I mean, obviously, we talked about Toyota last time, um, but, you know, uh, it's always interesting to kind of see what, what they can do. I mean, as being a fan of cars, and, and like you said, it, when I look, when I think, when I used to think of Alpha before they came here, I mean, and this is no insult. Like I said, they, I felt, I saw them as daily drivers in Europe, like the little yeah. three door hatches and things like that. Cause they were neat little cars. They still are by the way. Um, but I mean, I, and so I was always wondering when they were going to come here and, and obviously they made a splash and they, and the American public has embraced them and it, and it has worked very well with a lot of these, you know, the dealerships um, kind of coming in on, on with Fiat and things like that and being able to be with the Maseratis and having their independent dealerships. I think both of our dealerships here are commingled, but um it, it, it makes it accessible. And I think that was one of the things we, I was talking about when they, I think it was 2015, you said when they first introduced it, people are going, well, you know, they, a lot of them drove the Julia, the 70 Julia's the, what is it? The, the spiders mm. in the seventies mm -hmm. and things like that. Oh, yeah. And, and people still yeah. have them, you know, and they, they, and people talk, talked about how hard parts were and how hard service was. And I think that alpha did a really good job of coming back to the United States and, and, helping not only put the cars in people's hands, but be able to service them. Cause that's a big part of it. It's like, you know, there's a lot of cars that you can buy here, but it's hard to get them serviced. I mean, I'm talking very sure. high end cars, but um, you know, multi million dollar cars, but and that's still a thing. What were you asking about the electric part though? 
I, I don't know if I don't think it's going to last. <laughs> the all electric part? No. Well, I mean, absolutely not. Well, you've got the. I like the. I like the fact that you've got. I'm not what? talking about their anyone. cars. I'm saying no. in general. I'm saying. I'm saying. I think that. Yeah. I mean, we may get there sometime. We've talked about it a hundred times. The grid's not ready for it. I mean, even Toyota's now saying that you know we we shouldn't do this. But I like this approach though because we've beaten this to death too. And I'm going to say it again: the fact that you've got what like it's thirty something miles of range yeah. on a charge. Right. For ninety percent of people, mm-hmm. that's everything. Yeah, you could drive. I could drive to work on with never touching the gas, and that's all I've ever wanted out of a performance car. Like I don't want three hundred miles of electric range. I want 35, 40 miles maybe in a performance car, and I want the lower weight. And then I want to be able to hit the gas out of that corner and turn that shit off and haul ass. But You're when talking I want hybrid though, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Everybody should. But I like. But it, see, there's the old thing where you had like if you think of most hybrids, people don't think of going electric for a certain amount of range and then switching over. They sure. think of hybrid assist, like a uh, old school Prius. And so it's I, not- I think we can say most people don't understand what a hybrid system is. Like, right. I mean, because pe- the, well, they dealer, operate different ways. the person selling them their car doesn't teach mm-hmm. them what it is. They, yeah. you know, they, they go home, their accountant says you get a tax discount. Congratulations. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you move Which on. It's still a so, good thing. Yes. <laughs> but I like the fact that I could just stay in electric all I the way it. through traffic and then yeah. I'm there and I never like, I mean, that would save me so much money in gas. Yeah. You, Anyway. Says the guy driving a Raptor. Point <laughs> 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 taken. <laughs> I'll just add a trailer. It'll be better. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you bring up a good point too that, what am I trying to say? Making sure that uh, the technicians also uh, are prepared for electric vehicles as well. I mean, it's it's a totally different mindset. But Again, we're not here to dog any other brands, but this is this is the Detroiter in me who grew up in automotive and brands being around for a hundred years. I can't wrap my head around these new cars, like these new companies that are coming out, and I won't say them, but you know, you can probably name a few, right? Is that I'm like, what do you mean you're coming up with your own? car company and you're building an electric i yeah you have to understand to 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 normal people in the rest of the united states that doesn't make sense if you're Mm -hmm. where we are rivian you cannot keep them in stock there are so many rivians i mean people are trading in their teslas to get rivians so i mean i know you didn't say that but i mean (laughs) it's it's but then again, yeah. we're in yeah. a tech city. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's because there's a charger every everywhere. 20 feet here. Yeah. <laughs> like, everywhere. So, like there's 10 chargers yeah. at the Safeway across the street. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And nobody's stolen the copper out of them yet because they're not in downtown Seattle. It's true. But, <laughs> I, and I think I see that. Like, I, and I've talked to people like that live in the Midwest and they're like, I'm like, have you seen a Rivian? And they're, and they're like, no, we don't even know what that is. And, and, and I explain it to them and they say the same thing you do. It's like, why would you start another car company? Because like, and I think that, you know, people saw what Tesla did. And it again, it was mm. what it, Tesla here in Bellevue set the world record for the most money per square foot or something one day when they, when they introduced the Model 3. Like, they had people lined up out the door to put down their deposits and things like that. But depending on where you're at, like, I mean, again, if you're coming from Detroit, you want, you know, we were actually having a conversation with some of our friends today. You want an engine. You want yeah. loud. I want, I want to be able to hear my car. I want to hear that grumble. I mean, your cars do that, too. I mean, obviously. Big blocks but, matter, Nick. Big blocks. Wow. Big blocks. So, <laughs> big block. That came up in the chat. Big block matters. Yeah, but <laughs> well, we were criticizing, um, and and the photos will be out there. It's uh, Gas Monkey Garage took a beautiful. Well, I don't know if it was a beautiful Testarossa, made it a center seat, cut the roof off, and turned it into an electric car, and it looks like it came from Tron. And we were just 
It came. It looks like it came like from the B movie kind of Tron that somebody <laughs> produced. So on, like it's something that it looks like something Will I Am made in his it's god awful cars. It's, it's the phrase of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. So anyway. we're just you know it's SEMA. Yeah, we're distracted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So. So and with everything going on, it sounds like everything is going to be focused on Formula One right now. I mean, that's got to be taking up all of your resources. Uh, are you, are, is like the whole crew going to be there? Is it, uh, are you going to be there the whole time for Formula yeah, One? Yeah, what, and what's neat is, right, our partners, right, the F1 team, their base, Sauber, is based out of um, Switzerland. I, did I say that right? Switzerland. I always say it wrong. Sweden. Shit. <laughs> Oh, Sweden. Sweden. Oh, Sweden. <laughs> if you meant to say Sweden, yes, you said Switzerland wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sweden. I don't know why. Anyways. Um, Val- Valerie Botas yeah, would kick yeah. your ass. Yeah. Hi, I'm a hill as yeah. a lonely goat. Okay, squirrel. Ah! Oh, it's going to be in my head all night. <laughs> hey, Dan, she didn't say off the record, so oh my we can gosh. put the yodeling in the show. No, the yodeling Sweet. is totally going in the show. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So all, all of our friends will be there. Our uh, vice president, uh, Larry Dominique will be there. Um, there. Yeah. We'll all freaking be there. Um, and then uh, we've invited some uh, high profile influencers as well and celebrities and, um, yeah, and I think you you probably know that the Sphere in Vegas, they just opened that. So it's a whole, I think there's, I think it's more than just F1, you know, and then ramp, even the, they're ramping up for Super Bowl. I mean, Vegas is on fire right now. It's a hot place yeah. to be. Vegas is going to be insane yeah. right now. I was going to say, uh, if anybody's on the fence about it, I noticed that some of the hotels are starting. I mean, you're not going to get great rooms, but they did lower some of their rates and they, they're creating some packages, you know. So yeah. look into it if you haven't if you haven't got yeah, your tickets yet. So. That's, or, yeah. And I don't know if you uh, do any work with the Luxury uh, Rally Club out in... Uh, <laughs> luxury no, for play? No, no they, put on, they're, um, they put on some different rallies, but they're doing a rally from LA to Vegas and they've got a whole package and... And um, they'll be driving some of our quadrifolios down there. So, um, you know, another, gosh, we've got so many cool partnerships. This is another one to look up is that uh, Alfa Romeo F1 just partnered with a, a whiskey called Whistle Pig Whiskey. Have you seen it? Okay. Oh, yeah, awesome. we know yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. another one. We've got... Um, you know, we've got some activations with Whistle Pig as well. We've got an entire... Um, club area have you been to a formula one before yeah i've been to okay Dakota. perfect yeah. so there are there's like you can buy a weekend pass to a club area it's all you can drink yeah. eat we've got um one of those in vegas uh as well that's all branded alfa romeo so it's a lot going on god forbid one of our listeners yeah. love alfa romeo where do they go find this information on where they can find you and, and find these opportunities yeah, and things sure. like that? Yeah, for sure. Good point. So uh, there is a difference between uh, the U.S. and then, you know, some of our uh, different regions. And so specifically look for www.alfermayousa.com. And so that's going to be our U.S. Uh, Alfermayo. Same thing with all of our socials. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, TikTok, and it's Alfa Romeo USA. 
So with you that question, I was saying like, where can they go find it? Oh. No, 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 no. I want to know. I want to know if 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 oh. if I was somebody sitting at my computer right now, how would I go figure out where you are going to be in Vegas, where these activations are, things like that, where I could sign up for? You know, is yeah. there a website for um, that? Um, actually, so your best bet is to go on uh, MGM. Uh, yeah, to go okay. on MGM at on their press release. Um. So not Aria, but MGM, or I, mean, I didn't know if Alpha had something on Alpha USA had anything that that said no. you know come find us at Aria, yeah. come. It's it's kind of like um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Like when when I went to Coda and and we were big Red Bull, you know, and we went the Red Bull had a thing that said okay the team's going to be here. Then if you have tickets, you can come to the lounge here, and then you know th- there's going to be a drivers meet here. Things I just didn't know, and that was on on one of their websites, and I just didn't know. We can cut this out, but I'm just totally. saying. Like, no, you know, we don't. obviously we know that they can come find you at Aria, but I didn't. Yeah, know, no. So. Yeah, I don't see. I'm not going to do all I, your job for you. When we get on stage to be a comedian too, good lord. <laughs> so, yeah. Actually, I'm going to talk about that too. But. Mm-hmm. <coughs> all right. Oh, you found her OnlyFans. Oh my okay. gosh. Yeah. No. It's just my feet. <laughs> no, sorry. It's no. just my feet. Yep. It's just my feet. <laughs> Whatever pays the bills. Believe Ours was just a link to Amazon fans that people clicked on. I, That's the best thing you can do. Put an OnlyFans on the bottom. When they click on it, it takes them to Amazon, and it's just a thing of all these fans. That's what ours yep. did. OnlyFans. We had a link tree, and then it just went to fans on Amazon. Wait, so you have an OnlyFans? <laughs> no, 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 we had a link tree. We had a link on the bottom and of our page. it said page. OnlyFans, but it when you clicked a, on it, it just brought up fans on Amazon. That is fucking brilliant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, oh, here you go. Yep. So Nobody wants funny. to see us. Only, it's on, You click on it, and it's OnlyFans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. I love it. Yep. So. I mean, we could just be a bunch of regular middle-aged men on OnlyFans and just see what happens. <laughs> I, wanted, I would see what happens. Rule 34. I would. I would log into that. <laughs> my, feet are, my feet are not that. We, we are 44-year-old men. It's 44. Not, it's not going to yeah. work. I'm so, just saying, yeah. like, if I knew somebody who said, suddenly they had an OnlyFans, I'm going to go look because I know them and I want to see course. what they put on the internet. Yeah. yeah. I may not want to see it after right. I looked, but I'm still going to go look. It's like, I, okay. And I, my ignorance is bliss here, but don't you have to pay to see that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. All right. We're off track. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> can't tell me if like somebody you knew for a long time was like, Hey, 10 bucks. I'm on OnlyFans. I'm like, all right, I'm curious. <laughs> No, I would now, of course, wait for you to do it and then just look at your subscription. I'm not going to pay 10 bucks. Okay, there are some people I would pay 10 bucks. But they're more, they're more, they're more disgusting people we know, not the right. good looking people. It's so, like yeah. watching a train wreck. Yeah. It's the same thing. I'd like to see that too. So Anyway. Yeah. Us off topic? Never. Do we have a topic? Squirrel. Oh, yeah. I remember anyway, a word I talk to- from 20 minutes ago. The Baytalk Challenge, it tests your ref- your reflexes. Okay, sorry. It's- oh yeah, I assume so. Because yeah, because Formula One drivers have like insane reflexes. Yeah. Whack a mole, F one whack a mole. Yeah, I was going to ask you though about the the whole mm-hmm, the comedian mm-hmm. side of you, which um, are you're you're still yeah. doing stand up, mm-hmm. right? And how often do you do that? And like, how did you decide? I mean, when are you going to be funny? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I love it. it had You're going to be the butt of one of her jokes uh, now. I, I, yeah. I'm the butt of a lot of people's jokes, but that's okay. <laughs> that's I've tried to stand on stage. It didn't go well. On so, yeah, could... <laughs> yep, there you go. Yep. Uh, okay, question was stand-up comedy. Uh, 
I, yeah. So I was in theater like all my life and then I got into improv. I don't know if you know what improv is like. Okay. Yeah. Some people don't, but if you live in California, I guess, you know, um, and then do um, <laughs> you don't wait, you don't live in California. Oh, wait, where do no. you guys live? Uh, Snoqualmie, Washington. Oh, outside I kept of Seattle. Thinking, outside of Seattle. Jacob Microsoft. Is in California. That okay? Yes. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Avance is. No, right. we're the original Avance okay. up in Seattle. Okay, yep. that's right. Got it. Yep. That's right. Yeah. He's our child. Yay, <laughs> Jacob. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, and I just really wanted to learn the art form. Was really all it was. So about um. Five, no, six years ago, I was like, okay, let me see if I can figure this out. Because when I always saw stand-up comedians, I was like, okay, they're just coming up with things off, you know, like off the top of their head. And then when you really learn the art form and how it works, it's, uh, no, you're kind of just saying the same shit all over and over and tweaking it and tweaking it, tweaking it and cutting out words and putting in new words until and it's never perfect right a joke is never perfect you're like always working on it so I just became kind of obsessed with like the art form and uh certainly the feeling of people laughing at you and with you um and then uh just went full throttle from there really um getting booked I've worked with worked with some cool people I've worked with uh, Polly Shore I feel like a lot of people have worked with Paul A. Shore. Um, and uh, Tommy Davidson was another cool one. He's, um, I don't know if you remember him, like from uh, some of the Jim Carrey movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in yeah. Living Color. And uh, Josh Blue yep. is another one I've worked with. So he, oh, he's so and he's cool as that. hell, man. He won first comic standing, yeah. Yeah. A lot of he's just a really down to earth, super cool guy. Um but uh yeah, I don't know. So where does your comedy come from? Because so many of these comedy comedians come from these horrible backgrounds and they have these horrible stories and like ah! all of well no, but I'm saying like all of my comedy <laughs> comes from being around my friends and, and screwing with people and doing the podcast and stuff like that. Like so many people looked at me like, you should do this on stage. And I'm like, then I would have to bring all my people up on stage and then just mm. have a conversation. But like, because that's where my yeah. comedy comes from. Where does yours yeah, come from? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's just living life. Like, and I'm about to show you, like, this is my phone. And anytime I have a thought, I just write the thought down. Sure. That's it. That's literally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jerry, Jerry Springer, Jerry Seinfeld. His whole tactic was write 10 minutes every day. If you can write 10 minutes every day within an, a year, you can have a new hour was always his thing. But for me, it's just more yeah. or less like, okay, you're having a conversation with your 10 buddies and, oh, something funny is said or an idea comes up. You just write that down and then it's a matter of like just, you know, working on it. Um, yeah, I think... Timing is an important Huge. part, as yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. Yes. So I can't yeah. say there's one yeah. thing that I'm inspired by. I definitely, people laugh when I say this, but I'm definitely inspired by Joan Rivers. I <laughs> like... Good inspiration. Yeah. Joan is great. Those of us who grew up with Joan yeah. Rivers, she's amazing. No filter, totally. which I love. And, uh, sorry, Spaceballs. I mean... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's in Spaceballs? Well, she did the voice. Oh! <gasps> 
Yeah, she was the, the voice, voice of, for the robot. Yeah, oh for, my uh, gosh. Um, you just changed yeah, my world. Yeah. I didn't realize oh, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. She was the, I mean, so it's the copy of C-3PO, but I forgot the name of the actual yeah, character. Like, um, well, that, when her first line, when he's like, he's like, uh, what's your name? Barf. Not in here. It's a Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, dot dot matrix. Dot matrix. Yeah. yeah. I doubt they would have been able to get her on roller skates in, in gold tights. So, yeah. you know. So, we had a little internet snafu. Well, we didn't. Yeah. Somebody did. We're not going to say who, but somebody did. So, she's back joining us. Via Apparently, mobile. the Wi-Fi at Fiat's not as good as they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Should have taken it from the hotspot in the car. Yep. Anyway, uh, welcome back. There's so, we had a little uh, internet snafu. The butter to, make, to make the Wi-Fi. No, yes. was, I don't know what the fuck that meant. Oh. Somebody needs to go back there and just unplug and plug, plug back, it back in, in the yep. router. Yep. That's the South Park episode. Yep. The, the one Linksys router controls the whole internet. I needed to sell a goat in order to. Never mind. All right, whatever. I'm, I'm like, I'm like trying to have this analogy like it's old school Italy. Like, never mind. All right. Okay, go on. <laughs> You know, I've learned to just let people talk. I'm not good at it, but this is fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of, we were, we were admiring your Instagram offline while we had a little break there. Uh, good pictures, good people. Um, so we should uh, we should send people your way, though, because we do need to wrap up the evening. But to, um, to find you exclusively on social media, um, it's Instagram.com slash Kara. It's Kara Karasi? Yeah, Karachi. It, Karachi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. K-A-R-A-C-O-R-A-C-I. Follow me. Yes. We you got that? Yeah. Write that down. I did. Okay. I will post a link. Don't worry. There'll be a link in the episode. She's great. She's fun. She, you want to see cool cars and funny stuff and cool people, you should go check her out. Um, it's a lot of vowels. Because Just put a lot of vowels together and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Start too, with a K. It's too easy. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, if, if my name were Wheel of Fortune, it would cost seven hundred dollars oh. in vowels. If that's not the best line for like a dating profile, like <laughs> right. if my name was on Wheel of Fortune, it would cost you seven hundred dollars. Yep, I'd go bankrupt. But uh, <laughs> so <laughs> excellent. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time and uh, having fun with us and talking. Uh, we look forward to you know, obviously. Funny story, and 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 you, because you know Jacob so well. We've never actually met Jacob. What? Like we've, we've he's, no we, yeah. in person. We've never actually met. We, we work with Talk the same Levant family. We've talked to him. He, yeah. He's a great guy, but um, we've never actually uh, met in person. So, uh, thank you, Jacob, for once again hooking us up with a wonderful person. We really appreciate it. Look, if you're going to be in, uh, I almost said Nashville. Sorry, Las if you're going to be in Las Vegas for the F1, uh, head down to Aria and look for the what do you call it? The event? No, it's not an event. What it's a, it's a happening activation. An activation. Yeah. That's there the word go. I was looking for. An experience uh, right near right near check-in. Say hi to him for us. But again, we appreciate your time and, e- and your effort. So Can I plug, can I say two last things? You can um, plug whoever you want. Because this was going to go back to, on, on your break, you noticed that I have a photo with Dak Shepard. And so yes. Dak Shepard, of course, has his F1 podcast, E-F-F-W-O-N. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've worked closely with him and his, uh, team uh, um, throughout the different races and um, I don't know if you know this but the one gentleman on the podcast 
named Matt Collins. He's actually a celebrity hairstylist. Mm-hmm. And so Matt is going to uh, be at the ARIA on Wednesday, November 15th. And we're doing a little stunt activation with him where he's going to do mullet cuts um, for anyone interested. You know, I'm going to be honest. You wrote that in an email and I just thought it was a misspelling. So, um, <laughs> so, so okay. Okay, it, awesome. It plays back to Batas and Batas. Uh, yeah, you know, no. The minute you said it, I totally get it. I just <laughs> when I read it, I was like, oh, and I, I I'm a horrible speller, so I'm like, oh, somebody mis- misspelled something. But okay, <laughs> excellent. I love it. So, okay, uh, yeah. So definitely, if you're coming in early for the race, if you're going to be around on Wednesday, Wednesday's going to be a really fun big day. Wednesday um, around six o'clock at the Aria, come hang out. We're doing all all sorts of good stuff. And lastly, I love what uh, all of you are doing with Avance. Um, I think it's necessary. I think it's so cool. Um, you're just you're keeping the car culture hip. Uh, I don't mean to be corny, but um, you know, especially someone like myself who's working on a hundred year old plus brand, um, we we need to keep it hip and and like sharing that goodness with the younger generation, you know? So, uh, Jacob gave me some of your magazines and they're just beautifully done. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say props to all of you and, and, um, give you a little pat on your back. Well, thanks. We try and do our best. It's all, it's all, Dan and I have done it all. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's just us, nobody (laughs) else. Adam, Chrissy and everybody. Yeah. Carl being editor. We're a very small part of it, but, um, we will pass that along to everybody and we appreciate it. Heck yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for younger listeners, I always tell people if they're not car people, they just haven't found the right car yet because I usually can read somebody and if they're not car people, I'll get them in the right car and they're like, oh man, I want to do that. I'm like, yeah, I told you. You know, sometimes I say creepy things, but um. <laughs> it's not always the white oh, man okay, with no got, windows. Wait, great. Okay, all right, all right. I'm going to end this. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. Everybody, come find her at F1 in Vegas. Uh, as always, for the Avance Podcast, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive or the ride in the back of a white van. <laughs> just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs>